Welcome, superhero. Your heart is in the right place. I am Bridget Fonger. I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. In this second season of the Superhero of Love podcast, I'm gathering tips from thought leaders about how we can unpandemicize our hearts, heal the effects of the pandemic on our hearts, and love and be loved more than ever before. So let's get this heart party started. Welcome. Welcome, superheroes. We are here with two giant, profound superheroes of love who have two of the giantest hearts on the planet Earth. And their names are Patty Paglier Simpson and John Simpson. And full disclosure, I've known John Simpson almost all of my life. Yeah. John, for 50 years. Oh, my God. You're right. That is Right, we have this is our fiftieth, our fiftieth anniversary of knowing each other. Happy anniversary, John! Oh my, <laughs> semi centennial to be celebrating. <laughs> we are celebrating. We're doing we're it. Cel- we're celebrating. We're, this. we're celebrating that this with this with the way of wonder, which is Patty and John's new book. Yeah. Um, which we're going to start talking about in a second, but we got to rattle through a lot of other things really quickly here because you need to. I need to give you context about how giant superheroes of love they are. So first of all, Patty um, started a line of of jewelry, which I'm, I'm sure in in the course of this interview you'll talk about it a little bit. And it's and she talks about it in her book, but it's called Waxing Poetic, and you can find it. Right now, you can Google waxingpoetic.com and go to the website and see how extraordinary and beautiful it is. So she is a creator, a true artist, as is John, a true artist. And I've always thought of John, my because you've been a surfer and a poet, as far as I'm concerned, like the whole time that I've known you. So both of you and Patty, I've known as long. How long have you guys been married? How long have you guys been together? We've been together 20 years or more. Yeah, 20 one years and married for 20 next year. Yeah. yeah. So I've known Patty that long. Um, and Patty is a true artiste, but also both of them lead with their hearts and lead with love. And um, I've also witnessed them going through um, some struggling times, which are interwoven into the book. You get the experiences of how they continue to live with wonder in spite of these extraordinary difficult circumstances going on in their lives so but I just want I want everybody to know that uh, you guys you guys lead with your hearts in the most beautiful way and as as far as 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 long as I've known both of you that is that is absolutely the case so it was when you said the title of the book when you first said the title of the book I was like of course you're writing the book on wonder there is no book on wonder and you guys are writing the book on wonder again <laughs> the way of wonder and it's coming out September 19th yes yeah. Yeah. September 19th. So you guys can pre-order it now, The Way of Wonder. And it is exquisite. It is beautiful. I have to tell you, can I just tell you this little thing, which is that um, I started doing yoga again because, um, you know, I used to do yoga when I didn't need yoga, right? For my body. <laughs> now I'm doing, I have a new relationship with yoga, which yeah. is less wonder and more uh no i'm kidding it is <laughs> it is it is full of wonder but i have to do it every day now right so so um and i'm i'm falling in love with it in a new way right you know what i'm saying and your book felt to me like like uh it's 
the experience of reading your book, I felt like was going through yoga poses, like going through this exquisite, uh, you know, just like extended yoga class where every chapter was like a different pose. You know how you stretch your body and you stretch your soul and you stretch your heart and you stress, stretch everything when you're in a yoga, right? And it felt like your, your book did that for me. And by the end, I felt like, stronger and more relaxed and inspired and anyway I just wanted to tell you that that it felt it's it's just a, a such a nurturing nurturing book so I wanted to give you that and I'm going to stop talking so so soon but I was I want to hear from you both tell us your process of coming to this book and also you had something very unique that most humans on the planet earth do not have someone came to you and said, will you write a book on wonder? So can you tell us about that? And then the process of, of starting on the book journey? Sure. Um, first, I just want to say thank you for that beautiful experience of the book, because um, it's the only other person that's really read this book is my sister. <laughs> ah. We're just, we're kind of slow to like the promotional sort of cycle with the book. Um, but um, the material has been with us for over 20 years because we've been writing for a long, long time. And, um, and we've been doing it together, which I, is something kind of interesting that I guess we'll talk about at some point. But um, how it happened is, um, and it's so interesting. It's sort of, you know, like you, you things happen in the time that they happen. And the way of wonder, it's, we've been like sort of purveyors of wonder at Waxing Poetic for 21, 22 years. And we always put poetry and we, me, John, my sister, our poets, we've had lots of creatives that have contributed to the brand, but there was always this sort of like, no, this is about something more than the thing. It's the connect, it's all the meaning and connection and um, connecting to something greater. And that's, it's in many ways, I think I wanted to write and fell into doing waxing poetic as my main form of expression. And I put my energy and, and my love and my exploration to the subject of wonder over the years through waxing poetic. And so there was a lot of material that we've had in the brand vis-a-vis um, -vis, um, blog posts, catalogs, beautiful catalogs with, that read like, you know, book of poetry with poetry sprinkled throughout, um, strong themes, um, me sharing personal experiences and all those things. And um, turns out um, I, after Bridget, you came and did an event with Jen Pasteloff at our shop. And you spoke about like, why are, you know, if you wanna write, you gotta be writing. And that's when I, I was like, I've been writing, but I sort of like, I've always had this, you know, idea that we are, and John, and I talk all the time about lots of ideas come, the bells ring and we're like, oh, answer that one. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Like have to write a book. And um, so I started actually culling the material from waxing poetic into a book of poetry, maybe like th three years pre-pandemic, something like that. And then you came up and did the event. I don't know what that was, 2018, 2000. Do you remember? 2019. What? It was that, yeah, yeah. And um, and that really like kind of lit me to kind of push it a little bit. And um, it's kind of, this is a, sort of the weird serendipitous way that it happened. I, do you know Linda Sievertson? Yes. 
I met Liz, Liz, okay, so I know, I, I've known her for years, many okay. years. Oh so my Liz, God. Liz, she's fantastic uh, book mama and she leads retreats and she has a fantastic podcast. I just love her voice and I love yeah. her interview style. And John does also. Yes, so as we're, you know, thinking about writing memoir, we're listening to her podcast. And I said to John, you know, I, I really, I'm feeling the pull to like do a writing, do a retreat with Linda. Yeah. And, you know, can I do that? And I'm, I'm running the companies and doing all this, thing, you know, the other work that we do. And John said, if you really want to do it, yeah, I'll do it. And so I did that. And literally like the week or so after we started, a publisher came to us. It was sort of just like put, get into action and then be open to see what happens. And that's sort of exactly what happened. I mean, in many ways we were in action because we were writing the whole time and working together, editing Waxing Poetics, um, storytelling. But then this publisher who is a fan of Waxing Poetic wrote a nice email to my sister and my sister gave it to us. And my sister said, this publisher reached out to us. She wants to know if you want to write a book. And I was like, okay, let's take that meeting. Mm So we take the meeting and she said, you know, I, you know, I love your poetry is so rich and I see the interaction in your brand, you know, you have a community and everything. And I think that, and they specialize Quarto Press, Rock Point Publishing, they specialize in beautiful books for the gift market, hardcover, mm. color, embossed, lovely. She said, you know, we're thinking, like, would you consider writing a book about wonder? Oh. And we were like, okay, we'll get back to you on that. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wonder, this is fantastic. Oh. It's like oh. the thing that you've been like seeking is kind of coming back and looking for you, and and that's that is the truth. That's how it happened. And um, we got into a contract like you know, month and a half. Got an agent um, mm-hmm. with Jen Pasilov's help, um, and you know, signed the contract. And then we were uh, then we started the endeavor of writing this book, and um, that's kind of oh. how. It's- God, it's so exciting. I love that, that you take action and, um, and, and, and things come to you. I just love that because sometimes people miss and they get frozen at the not taking action and the fear, or one of the things that, that you mentioned in your book, doubt, I love how you call doubt the shyster, right? So especially with creative things, I feel like people have doubt, like, oh no, other people write books. Other people do that. Right. Absolutely. And I remember when you did the event at our shop, you were answering, fielding some questions for people that were not, it's sort of like you have a, you, you've got, everybody can do this if you do it authentically, right? right. And, but you have to be in action. You, you have in. to, you have to be doing it. Yeah. And even though maybe I wanted to write more long form, what presented itself was like writing on the back of, you know, editing things this small right. and bigger stories about these things. And that's sort of how it, it happened for me, but I, I noticed with many of my friends, so many people, I would say maybe, gosh, if I had to put a figure out there, maybe 80% of people, I don't know, how many percent of people do you think have a book in them? Oh Oh. yeah. No, I I was going to, you're going to, uh, as soon as you go to start doing book events, people are going to say, oh, you're going to be blown away by how many people come out of the woodwork to tell you that they have book ideas. And I always, my answer is always, I used to indulge a full on conversation and now it's just really short answer, which is, so are you writing? (laughs) (laughs) So talk about that piece of video, we got to put that 
back out there is like really chestnut of wisdom because it's oh. really that simple almost to just start. Oh, know? oh, that's great. That's great. No, I love, oh, thank you. And that, so she's talking about an event that happened at their store at the Funk Zone in Santa Barbara, Shopkeepers. So if you're ever in Santa Barbara, go to the Funk Zone, go to Shopkeepers, seriously. Also, um, so that's one, that's a place where they both express their creativity when, and also when Jen, for those of you listening to the, the audio, when she was said, I was doing the writing in, 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 in smaller form, she was referring to her, the necklace that she has on and the writing that's on the back of it. So there's poetry interlaced on the actual pieces too, which is extraordinary waxingpoetic.com for that. Mm -hmm. And then John has, I didn't mention this yet. It has a band, an extraordinary band, Double Wide Kings. I love it. For those of you watching the audio, he has his t-shirt on for Double Wide Kings. Yeah. Um, these, otherwise I'd, you know, tell you you could find one of these too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so uh, speaking of writing, so, so you get the book deal and then how does it evolve that you guys end up writing this together? Because the book is in first person, which I I was saying earlier, I, I really super appreciate that because I feel like I'm nestled in with that person, right? But I also, you I definitely, knowing John too, I can feel him throughout. So tell us how you um, you co-authored this. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, so, well, first of all, on the first person um, thing, the, the first draft wasn't necessarily first person. There was just a couple of, stories that I wrote for, in my own voice. And then it came back from the publisher and the editor like, um, it's a little jarring, you know, <laughs> voice from Patty's and you think, would you be open to? And then, so that was a whole process of like figuring out how Patty can tell, you know, my, my stories in there. Um, and it wasn't that, that part was, wasn't that easy. Um, but we, we managed it. We managed to get the stories done, you know, yeah. on quite a few rewrites. The, um, you know, the deeper kind of intermingling of, of our uh, ideas and words and whatnot really came from first just talking. And that's what we do. We talk and tease out like, where's mm -hmm. the, you know, let's like, and then you get ideas like, wow, gosh, it's, it's kind of everywhere. It's every, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's like a, you know, yeah. it's a cheap date everywhere. It's like, <laughs> look at this. It's, you know, it's there. It's, it's not it's, just it's, cheap, it's free. It's, exactly, it's, it's free right. and it's the best date you ever had and it's always there for you. Um, and and it, was, it was just really fun and really exciting actually to, to, to have this assignment and to talk about it and then to figure out, you know, Patty kind of figured out, she was the, the guardrails and the, the taskmaster and the organizer and, you know, pulling it all together and kind of figuring out the, um, you know, the structures and how we, well, you know, the slots we needed to fill to kind of make it, make it, we wanted it to kind of be, you know, you could, hopefully people will start at the beginning because that gives you a backstory. And then, and then in the end, just something like wherever you open it to, you, we wanted it to have an easy entry point so you could get, um, you know, nugget. And like you're saying, like nurturing and, you know, open your mind and open your heart and, um, yeah. But the editing process we got into was really we found there's no ego. I mean, there's ego over here, obviously, but there's no ego in that process. Like Patty would hand me something, and I, you know, I, I could give it back to her quite altered, and she'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> make it better." You know, um, yeah, it's all about making it better, and so that was really refreshing. 
Yeah. You know. And I will say, we just um, watched it. Have you seen that Joan Didion um, documentary? We just watched it, and there's a section kind of in the middle where she talks about how she and John Dunn, they can't tell their voices from each other because they edit each other's work. Oops, I love that. Is that what you guys think? It's so inspiring. It's so it's so interesting because John definitely has a different voice. And we did make the decision for me to be the sole narrator, which we set up in the beginning of the book, um, which is primarily because most of the background writing from this came from Waxing Poetic, which is a lot of that storytelling. But the reason when we went back to them, it was sort of like I was going to write the book. And then I said, I want to co-author this with John because a couple of reasons. One, we were already co-authoring a memoir about this cross-country trip that I was telling you, that's why I went to Linda's retreat and ended up, this was like, we're happening first. Like, mm-hmm. um, so we, we were sort of already writing together. And then the other thing is truly the way of, we, when I, we've talked about wonder, okay, wonder, it's not like, oh, there's a shooting star wonder. Wonder is like, it's like more important than air. You know, it's like, this mm. is the thing that has held our family together. It's saved us. It's kept us on, it's, 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 it's been the lantern in the dark for us more times all the time. Right. So right. it's sort of like, it's not a soul experience for me. And, and I was like, we, we have to do this together, babe. Like, let's, let's do it. And, and it was, and it's really kind of, it's challenging. Cause it's sort of like, if it's the eye voice, like, if there are a couple stories that he's telling and it's sort of like we want the reader to go gently into like John land, which is much snap. He's much more of a kind of like a beat, you know, his poetic is different than mine, but it's beautiful. You know, it's beautiful. So we found a way to kind of that. We hope like the reader won't be completely like, what the heck is this? But, um, but we had a great editor and the publisher, she, they gave us a lot of guidance to make sure that we would, you know, have everything felt would feel cohesive with two voices kind of contributing that way. Absolutely. And it totally does. And, and it's such a testament to your relationship. My God, just so beautiful that you, especially I love, I love John hearing that it wasn't easy at little junctures, but you got through it. Like you just, you make it work. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. There are times when, I mean, Patty was, you know, every kind of thought that comes into her mind, it seems sometimes is coming out of her mouth and it was (laughs) All about the book and writing. It's like stuff. when you're in the in a project, you know how this so is. Sometimes it's like dinner party, and it's like, like <laughs> Patty, can you just turn it off just for like a couple hours? You know, I was like, this is it. This is you know, it. you know, we've been talking about this relentlessly for three weeks. Can you just <laughs> you know, give it a rest? Oh my god, we, they definitely had those. I mean, you know, we did get through it. There were things to get through for sure. Yeah, so, and we, you know, when you're on a deadline, deadlines the best. Yeah. Because, you know, we're thinking about the memoir, we could take like 10 more years and write that and just, you know, sell it. But when you're selling, when you sell a book, you're really, you've got that deadline looming and you're just trying to make sure that you get in the chair and do the work and and make it the best that it can be. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, Yeah. I wanted to give a shout out to everybody to also follow you on Instagram. I'm going to have uh, 1.7 million links for these guys because they're they're so creative. They're they've got their hands into every creative and love pot that there is. <laughs> and um, so I'll have a lot of links, but really follow them on Instagram because you mentioned the that you're writing the memoir about the cross country trip. It was so amazing um, watching witnessing that and um, and 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 also it you know, you, 
So there are a couple of life events that you talk about in this, in the book. Um, and you just mentioned the challenging times. So um, one of them is your um, uh, getting through cancer and coming through to the other side, cancer free. And then the, and then the one where I was kind of seeing you guys more f- frequently around when, um, when Lulu was, had a brain tumor. And I remember that you were planning on moving to Spain, right? When she got the diagnosis, is that right? Yeah. So she's done an exploratory trip. So 2016, yeah. yeah, we started the year with me and chemo, and then we ended the year with Lulu in, in having brain surgery. So that was that year. But it wasn't a tumor, but, by the way. It was a it was a hemorrhage. Right. Be removed either way. So yeah, right. There was the cancer. Yeah, and and we were gonna. I came through that, and and that was important for John as a witness, like and also writing together. It's like the stories are shared when you're going through these things and you live with somebody. So it makes perfect sense to write them together in that way. But um, when we got through that and we had had a very tumultuous several years at Waxing Poetic before I got sick, which is the re- I write about it in the book, how, how that happened. Um, and anybody who has had this, and I'm very sorry, everybody's been touched by this in many ways. If you've had it, you've had cancer or you have a friend or, it just rocks your work, you know, it changes your life. And sometimes you're, you're a participant in it in a way that you don't, you don't even understand um, until you slow down enough to witness what happened, what just happened. Whoa, that just happened. Mm. So, um, So yeah, waxing, we were having a really, really difficult time. We sort of lost our way and I wasn't really listening to myself. I wasn't honoring my intuition and the things that really, that were joyful for me in the beginning became less joyful. I ended up getting sick. And, um, and then Lulu got, and then we were, once I, after I got through cancer, my family were, they're like, yes, mom, like John's like, you want to go live in Europe for a year? Let's do it. Let's just put everything in storage because I just got this new lease on life. Right. And yes. that's how you feel. You're just like, I want to live. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I want to live. Yes. And I'm not going to like play these games. And I've realized I've been in this construct and that's a big piece of this wonder wonder as a way out of that because you don't even realize that you've been that you're conforming or you're being led into something that really isn't for you um wonder is a very pure free way out of that mind trap um yeah right yeah anytime anytime and then um just full circle on that um it's not really full circle but my mother passed away Mm -hmm. in april the whole entire time we were writing this book she was in hospice and then i write about an encounter with my mom that was really magical and um when i felt free i felt like she was you know she's still here but i just felt that uh life force and um i felt the safety of um light and wonder as a place to like rest in from the weariness of like sorrow and what i was going through so Mm. that's those are the the harder things um that we we call magical gateways in the book we can break three sections and then um exalted encounters is the second section which is sort of like those those pieces of your life that have sort of been wait just hanging out waiting for you to stop and take notice and that's like serendipity and intuition like all the things those magical sort of stop and take notice kind of um enriching wonder 
experiences. And then the last one is ongoing celebrations, which are how we carry it forward and our connections with each other and the celebration of life. And that you're the guest of honor in your, in your own life. Oh, and you may forget that sometimes, um, but yes. it's here for you. And um, I'm just like, we're so fired up to live, you know? Right. Yeah. I feel like you guys were fired up to live before you went through these hard times, but then the hard times came and it was like an exalted version of that, right? Where, and it makes perfect sense that you'd be asked to make a, write a book about it because you are living the exalted version of it. And you're it's infectious so everybody that reads the book is going to it's going to open gateways for them to to be wonderful okay so you went and when you're telling the story about your mother which is so moving um one of the words the seminal words in this story is she says the word wonderful and i'm going to give it away what else she says there but wonderful yeah. and i was just like uh, when i saw that word i was like oh my god it, uh, wonderful. I mean, I don't know. I just hadn't, I, I hadn't thought of it before. And I was, just, thank you for that. I hadn't oh. thought of it until you said it, frankly. Oh. <laughs> and the way she said it, you know, when somebody's in that, the veil's thin and yes. know, she's kind of floating between worlds. And when she said, wonderful, the way she said it, it was like, it's like, oh, mommy, you know that this is, you know, yeah. the world needs this. Like we're, you know, I'm writing this book. She maybe understood a little bit and oh yeah she I just got it, chills it, 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 oh god Bridget it was yeah. so um all seat of the of the soul body experience that yes. was um yeah yes oh a seminal moment of your life I mean and the book is is like it's um the essays are only 600 words so they're very which is great because we kind of had to get to it like it's not which is also nice because it's not going to demand a lot of time from the reader and they can kind of just like that story is like two pages, 600 words. And you really might come away with that. If you're in a situation where you're trying to figure out how to say goodbye to somebody or, you know, you're witnessing them. Yeah. Moving away and piece of you is moving away with them. You have to kind of, it's just a little companion. I like that they're short. It was, it's a little more difficult even to write that way to kind of get to the essence without, too much um, superfluous information, but it's like, but I'm, pr I'm pretty, I'm very happy with, especially the pieces about the hard times, because it's in such a, in a strange way, it's almost, it's more cathartic and easier to write about the hard times somehow, because you have to, it's like, mm. and we, it's, it's kind of a lot of glue that connects us all too. Right. And such gifts to hand to somebody, like, you know, that that's a gift that somebody can receive. Mm. Um, the um, the thing that I said, so, uh, I'm just going to full disclosure. We had some technical issues at the beginning and I start, we started the interview and I don't remember I said, if I said this the second time around, but this book, the experience of reading this book, the cadence of this book, which you just mentioned the 600 word essays, right? So it's not just an essay, it's an essay and a poem inspiration, little, you know, little, um, a little movement, you know, like a whole movement. It feel, it felt to me like I had gone through a really beautiful yoga class. And I think that that's why that cadence, right. Of, of the storytelling and then moving to another muscle, the poem, you know what I mean? There's something that, so it's a, a lovely cadence to the book. Um, Thank you so much. That's I great. have to just comment on that. When they first asked us, 
what the format was and they you know, she said this is not you know you're not writing like traditional creative nonfiction like you know this is we want we want it to be in sort of like you know this is kind of what works these this many chapters and maybe we'll start it with you know a poem and and my initial reaction was no <laughs> like like that's too easy or it's too expected or it's and then i found it really comforting to have a format like it's like you know it's like you know where the windows are going in your house if you're building a house it was really really comforting to have because i was out i was kind of searching for a different way to do it and i came back to Mm. editor gave and she i said you are absolutely 100 percent right this works so well thank you and thank you for hanging in there with me but it's hard when you're a creative and the other thing about this that's for first-time authors and this book has um is full color and has illustrations we didn't have final say over anything so for being like a you know a designer and a visual person yes. artist, i was sort of like it was a big leap of faith and I was like, I know we can write this book. I don't know what it's going to look like, but, yeah. yes. <laughs> but let's just go with it. <laughs> and we're really, they, they were so gracious and like get, we gave comments and they let us um, contribute to the, um, to the look and feel of the books. So and we're really yeah. happy with how it turned out. Yeah, no, it's very, it's very you guys, the design. And I feel like, you know, I had, I had a publisher that would not let me, I had a poem that started each of my chapters and I had paintings for each chapter also and illustrations throughout and those all got ripped out of my book and i and i i i'm still i'm still angry at the publisher <laughs> but um i i i'm i'm harboring the anger i'm i'm owning the art the anger that i'm harboring no honestly oh, i don't really i don't really harbor the anger but i what i want to say is that that the reason i did that is and, and is the is the same reason that this affected me so deeply is that I I heard it in the story and then I heard it in the poem. And sometimes the poem hit me harder. Got me. You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Like we all hear things differently visually. The words hit us in different ways sometimes. Anyway, I, so I very much appreciate it. Great. It's great to hear. And that's a beautiful thing about, you really, about the, poetry the too. It's a space for to, you. To, yeah, it's true. Connect the dots on yeah. your own. The first person to actually give us, uh, besides the editor and the publisher, to to really have delved into it and give us some some more detailed feedback. Lizanne just gave gushed, of course, but it wasn't as detailed. Right. Well, I'm trying to inspire the listeners to pre-order it now. Oh, Thank well, you. <laughs> run, run off and pre-order it now. Um, one of the when you talk about the not to swing us back to something that you just you covered but the difficult times and your cancer battle um you mentioned a mutual friend of ours kira saying that thing about the nub and it's just uncanny and i want to talk about synchronicities after this so don't let me forget that um but uncanny synchronicities um a cup like the day that i read that piece i had a conversation with somebody and they said the word nub and i you know like you don't hear that word very often. But can you talk about that? And just, I feel like there's some jewel that should be shared here um, for some reason about that. There's something. That was when, I, when, we, when we were writing this book and we're talking about wonder and it's like, you know, it's like, how does something like this fit into the scope of wonder? And it's, all of it came through, you know, it's like, it's your experience with with the story and the experience and what happens. Um, and so it's, I just wanted to say that because this is a story about breast cancer and specifically about 
our mutual friend Kira, who uh, had breast cancer before I did. And she, so I tell the story of, you know, how beautiful she was. She really was just, you know, a very different form of herself, almost like a pruned rose bush, right? Yes. Like really look, it doesn't look like it does when it's blooming, right? But it's still the energy, the life force is still in there. And oftentimes like those extra branches and leaves need, something has to go, right? To make it, to, to concentrate that energy back where it belongs so it can bloom again, new and, and bigger and better and stronger. And that's basically the metaphor of the story. Um, but Kira, I, when I was getting ready to, to go through chemo, when I first got diagnosed and I said, what is it like? And she said, it's like you're a nub of yourself. And it always stayed with me. I was like, a nub? Because that's such an interesting choice of words. Like, and and she and it's so I remember seeing her and she was like, it was so true. She like, you know, she was she's very slight and she's a you know slender person. She was real thin and you know, she cool bandana on her head, and you know, she just, you know, she she, she looked so beautiful. And I was like, a nub. I was like, that's actually she's a darn good looking nub. Like that's <laughs> the essential thing. It's like, you know, so there's all this stuff with that we concern ourselves with. And I think like everybody going through the pandemic, that's something we all went through, right? Think about all the things we lost. It's sort of like that. What is the most essential? That's the nub. And I thought that was such a good thing to put into the book because I know we have a lot of sisters and some brothers that have had breast cancer mm -hmm. that appreciate that metaphor yes. and to know that you will bloom again, you will. And it's it's sometimes a very necessary thing to go through why you wouldn't wish it. I say, and I say this in the little essay, you don't ever want to wish that like that you get cancer. Right. But if you have it, you will discover your that magical source, that nub of who you are. And I think that that's something there's something just so rich about that little word. It, <laughs> I just and I love Kira when she said that it stuck with me. And then I reached out to her. I said, I'm writing this book. Can I tell the nub story? And she was like, yeah, I told the nub story. So <laughs> so the nub's in there. <laughs> It's it's a jewel. It really is a jewel. And I'm so glad you mentioned the pandemic because that's one of the themes of this season of, of the of the podcast is because all of our hearts got beaten up in some way during the pandemic and we're trying to become conscious of them so we can heal them, right? So you guys though were in the process of writing this book during the pandemic, right? It's um it well, actually came a little, little later. I mean, um, twenty, yeah, twenty. Depends on what you consider the end of the pandemic. Right. <laughs> Are we still in it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> end of um, end of twenty one is when. Yeah, it. I feel like that was still. Yeah, it was. It was things still got canceled last year, yeah. even you know at the beginning. Like, whatever yeah. that third wave, you yeah, know, time. Um, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. How how was the pandemic for you guys? And John, you perform music. So t tell us how you got through it with <laughs> Magical Wonder. Well, we went on this great adventure. I mean, if, if the of course, the business stresses were extraordinary. We had to shut down the shop. Um, and then my life became applying for, you know, loans with the government, which was a, a kind of a new new thing. <laughs> so that was gave me something to do something to focus for on two different businesses you know <laughs> our daughter was never allowed to do any you know video gaming online um but suddenly it was like the only way she can be with her friends is through as an avatar and these little 
you know, electronic games that everybody was being able to get together in, you know, as like little mushroom people or whatever, bouncing around and doing <laughs> things. And, you know, that, that, that was just the way it, it was, you know, um, then we went on our great adventure. We got our, our van again and we just out on the road to going all the way across the country to see Patty's mom and her family. And, um, so that was a great adventure. Um, and then settling back in. Yeah. And, and, you know, our businesses survived. It was, it was tough, but you know, nobody got horribly ill. I mean, I think it was a lot harder on other people, you know, my 88 year old now she's 88 year old mother. She, she was absolutely fine. Like, so I think we got, we got through it pretty. So we didn't stay the, the, the trip he's talking about is really what the memoir that we're writing about is just hitting the road during it was five days after George Floyd got murdered. We packed up our van again with surfboards on top and drove through the, the country. And actually, <laughs> and our, it was really, our, really telling first, and interesting what happened. Speaking of the band, I noticed I didn't talk about them at all. Our One of the first stops on the road trip we did went up to Lake Tahoe and stayed at this guy's place and the band performed for this group of people outside, of course, on the porch. Yes, yes. Uh, and then that's where we took a right and went across the country because Patty's sister made the call and said, You're, "You better come home, or you never, you might never see mom again." Which was just really declined. Yeah, um, mm. and we were going to go up in the north, do the northwest, and continue up maybe even to Alaska, and then come back and then do a cross country. So that that changed things. Um, yeah. But then when I got back, I mean, the boys, we were rehearsing. We had gigs, outdoor gigs. You know, no indoor gigs, but always outdoor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't a complete shutdown. And of course, I mean, if if you're a performer, you know, that's how you, the only way you're making a living. I, I think it was catastrophic. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Um, but again, I think there were loans for most people who figured out how to get them. Um, yeah. So. Well, I feel like you guys also had exercised the muscles of staying in wonder through trials and tribulations like you know what i mean that's another good reason why this book is a little you know a little handy manual to walk through life and with a little bit more strength you know and some tools you have a lot of tools and tips in here that can help people walk through difficult times and not difficult times just yeah, yeah. And it's not, it's not all about difficult times. I want to say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and just a side note real quick, like, and we don't pretend to be like, to have it wired, like accessing wonder all the time. I could be a complete, it could be a lockdown in my head about concerns I have. And I, it's very hard to get out of it for me. So we're, we're just students and trying to get there like everybody, but we know for a fact, it's really easy to get there. Yeah. It's just, you got to kind of slip out the side door of the busy mind. You know, there's like, you got to, you got to like do whatever you can. I, getting outside and just getting to nature is the easiest way. I yeah. Think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday I was having one of those uh, super, super stressful day. And I just made my, it was, so, it was, it's so hot here these days. Right. But I made myself walk out and take off my shoes and put my feet on the grant on the grass backyard yeah. in the backyard and oh my god it was transformative it's, 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 it's that simple yeah 
you, you get the ions from the right it's like earthing yeah like it. earthing right exactly i was like i read so many articles about it and i was like see but i i was so happy that i thought of it like i made myself get up from my desk walk out there and i, I don't it's usually hard. do that so it's you know what i mean like you said john right side, <laughs> side door side door it's yeah. right there just sneak out the side door. Like I mean, that's your yummy, I mean, delicious life. We all think waiting we have there to, you know, for you, check right? What, what's going on over here all the time? It's like, um, no. Get outside. Just commune with a leaf. <laughs> commune with anything. <laughs> Wait, get, get, get out just of get the mind trap. Take a minute. You know, put a yeah. hand, your hand on a tree. Look at the bee. Look at just anything. Look and at that's the bee. Went cross country, Bridget. That was one, um, kind of idea that we brought with us with full um you know conviction that we're absolutely living in in a construct that is not the only way to live right like mm. there, there are a lot of ways to live and if you can leave and go see other ways and go experience people and live with very few things for a little while and just know that come back and then do it by choice like don't feel like you need all of this and you need because that drives a lot of the um anxiety. a lot of our isolation yeah and our anxiety it's like we're all sort of you know it's great social media is great we can all stay connected and that's wonderful but um but it's also you know i mean we used to do things in person like we went we're meeting all strangers we're all sharing things and people are taking their masks off because they're desperate for connection yes and, um that's the and and you know it's like people like us okay we can stay in this house quarantined for two and a half months or we can have a summer with our 12 year old and like go live in a van for for two and a half months and see what that's what that's like and just yeah. live outside and we and and i just wanted to share that because i know a lot of people want to do that and some people feel like they can't or there's some something's holding you back from really doing the thing that you want to do yeah and it's that's the it's like that's the piece that neglected part of ourselves that you know you, you when you know it when you're in wonder it feels new it feels fresh it feels there's the hairs on your neck stand you know it, it feels exciting and not life isn't isn't always about that but it's it's that it's a it's a break it's a it's a it's a shift from you're stuck you know, and you know, when you feel, I mean, there's another essay called The Rut that's about mm -hmm. you know, being a rut and how it's good if you're a seed, right? If, you, if, you've, if you've fallen into one, know that you have the germ to, to do something with that. And, but it's up to us to live our lives. And we're going through radical change right now in this country, you know, in the world and yeah. the existential threat and all the things that are happening. And um, like the world needs us to live like this, because if you can, live in wonder if you can access wonder then all of a sudden your imagination becomes richer and you see more possibility and that person that you were judging now you're like hmm you're seeing like you're seeing you're you're, you're asking questions with curiosity instead of judging that's what wonder can do for you but you you know it's like so it's like you have to make that commitment to yourself like you could be like tediously washing your dishes and all angry at the world or you could just start tripping out on the bubbles and like, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna save your night and make you like a kinder spouse or a better mother or a better friend or like that. Those little shifts sometimes yeah. is something that we've discovered really can save you 
from okay that's a t-shirt you gotta make uh way of wonder uh bubble t-shirts please i wanna this, something, this 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 is um something that is a, a quote from your book that is that is um john as soon as john said something i thought of it and then you just nailed it too but i have to read this we should never underestimate or take for granted how the course of our lives can change entirely, beautifully, and boldly by the simplest encounter. And John said something that that made me remember that, so I had to go look for that quote. And then you just described that was what your Vanagon, you know, cross country thing, right? You had so many beautiful encounters. Can you, can you tell us about one of your favorite encounters? I know there's a book coming in the future, but can you give us a little teaser and tell us what one of your favorite encounters was? I always remember, you know, the, the good stories and the, usually there's some darkness in there, but maybe Patty, you should choose one. Darkness and light. I have yeah. so, there's so many, but one, it, we were in Arches National Park and we get there and this is like such oh, was this was, was such good. a fun i wrote like just the the first draft of this chapter and it was so fun to write and i hear this like do, 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 like a stairway to heaven and this one i'm holding it like a violin now she's playing this like like a cello, like a a cello. cello. oh well, an electric electric one it's like a stick with like a you know yeah, yeah. And i hear them and they've got a big rig you know we've we're in this like you know 1988 89 van again with a pop top like hippie mobile <laughs> they're in this really cool you know setup with lights and they've got the big awning and everything and little generator for their musical instruments and and it was just so trippy it was so wonderful that night and then the next day and I'm like, oh, maybe we'll meet them. And it's weird still, it's the pandemic. So people are afraid of each other. We're like, you know, it's like the last of us kind of like, not, not that bad, but we're afraid of each other. It's like, oh, are you, can we do this? And they invited us over and with these squirrel divers yeah, that these we met divers. these squirrel divers. You know, that is that flying were, squirrels. No, what? They jump off of like buildings and stuff with the little wing suits. Oh. And, they, and then they pull their, parachute at the last minute there's yes. this group of like young 30 squirrel year old, divers they're, and they're always doing yeah. jumping jacks and doing all kinds of things to get in shape they're just hilarious and they pulled up they didn't have a spot so we let them stay like we made space in our you know because yeah, campsites were all full then and, yeah so, which was, so the squirrel divers the simpson clan and this lovely couple with the electric um cello we jammed that night and they said do you know summertime that like summertime oh, and, I love and john that song. said what's the well it's tell the, the harp story the, the only minor key harmonica i have is in the key for summertime it's an a minor harmonica so i'm like oh my god i actually have the right harmonica for that that he's never used uh, yeah and so i got to play and... you know on the harp and and she's doing the cello and i've got the whole thing on video and it's the most magical little soundbite for when we do write this story i'm like this is like the centerpiece musically because it's just that it was moment. <laughs> it's such a sad you know it's it's such a it's a, it's it's sad it's the song oh, yeah. is like you know that song yeah yes i love that song i sing it all the time actually yeah and it's sort of like we were all mourning together the 
what we were going through and all the upheaval and it'd be nice song to actually moment. do like a pandemic twist on the lyric that'd be kind of fun yeah <laughs> but but one What's of the great things about that stay was actually um you know i got the stand-up paddle paddleboard out launched into the colorado river right mm -hmm. and i found i could get out into the rapids they're little rapids and and go down river for you know i don't know what it was maybe half a mile and then get out of the current and go towards shore and get an eddy that would take me back up so i had this you know like chairlift to get me and it was just awesome that's the first for me it was that's so cool it was, that is crazy cool i didn't even know that existed in nature <laughs> i mean I, I knew there were eddies and i think i was probably looking at it for a while going i'm pretty sure that's coming this way that i know that's going that way otherwise i would have just i didn't realize it was actually flowing up maybe but i it looked fairly mellow so i could stroke hard and get back up but it was it floated me back up oh, so that was pretty that, cool that <laughs> is magic and wonder like you had to open your mind to see that right instead of seeing oh no i'm gonna have to trudge back on foot or whatever like that's right. beautiful and john's like a very like and i had to learn this he's like sort of like a journey guy like he's not really like i have to do it this way i have to end up here he's just like i need to go <laughs> he'll just go and the experience is whatever it is and he has like these angels around him always that are like he'll come back with a great story always because he's not really trying to force it um into anything and i and i think that's that's where the magic really shows itself right like think about it like bridget everything that's all those times where you're just that I thing know. happened or you fell in love and you can't explain it or this you know all the this, you survived something that you didn't think you could survive. It's like, those are those little shifts and you realize life is here for us to support us and in so many ways that we don't even understand yet. Because Did you, you know, you, we, think we, we think we need to know, but what we should rest in is that we don't know and that there's a lot of magic there. There's and, a lot of magic. And, right, and not knowing, which not makes not some people scared, but because you want to oh, yeah. control everything. So yes. you got to drop the control freak thing. Um, which I happen to also have. It's super fun. The control fig thing. I have the wonder thing too, but they, they fight each other in the middle of the night, I think. Um, yeah. But um, I wanted to get back to synchronicity too, because you just mentioned it too. Like the things that magical things, you just brought us back to that. Um, did you guys read the Celestine prophecy back in the day in the nineties? It was about synchronicities and paying attention yeah. to synchronicities by James Redfield. Did you read it? Yeah. yeah. It, it was life-changing for me because I started paying attention to synchronicities. And I, a couple months ago, I posted something on, on Facebook and I said, I put like synchronicity in huge letters. Like I couldn't, you know, like these mind blowing synchronicities happening to me all day long, all, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Right. And, and, but people or somebody, excuse me, it wasn't people, it was person who said it wasn't a synchronicity. The chances of that happening are super high because X, Y, and Z. And I was like, what? Oh, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thank you. Thank you. You know, you should write your doctorate on that. That's a very exciting conclusion. <laughs> I, just, I just love the concept of synchronicities and paying attention. And I feel like even if you don't, if you don't believe in God or you don't believe in the divine or, you, you know, mm -hmm. most people can believe in nature or whatever. And how I don't know the flow of life coming together and it feels like um I don't know it feels like your book is a little bit of a reminder of that too like 
pay attention pay attention and open your eyes to that wonderful, and it's wonderful like I thing it. right in front of you. What you were saying like, it's not, you don't have to wonders. Like it's like, you could be like, you could say it's power of now, or it's like Buddhism Zen, you know, or yes. it's mindfulness. And somebody might say, well, I'm not Buddhist, but wonders there for you too. It doesn't matter what you are. It's like Wonder completely agnostic. It does not wonders right. for all of us which is, it's the thread, it's the invisible thread between that's there, that, that shift available. And you could call it whatever, you know, like people call intuition many things too, right? Like a sense or, you know, yes, voice, a whisper. I think wonder is a, we've just, that's a way, it's a very easy way to just, like you don't have to think about anything that you're prescribing to. It's just, no, wonder. That's, yep. Free and easy. I have to read a poem that you have in here that is dovetails with what we were just talking about. This is on um, an invitation. So I, I love how you write it, an invitation to, and, and this is an invitation to each rare occasion. And the poem that is with it is, hold close, darling, everything, this place, this scene, these beautiful characters, as the moment slides away, another draws in, another, oh, yes, another, this miracle. Mm. That is so beautiful and a beautiful ode to synchronicities, I might say. And thank you for that. Thank you for all of these jewels in here. So you guys pre-order this book. Again, The Way of Wonder. Oh, I need to hold it up. Here it is. <laughs> yes, the way of wonder. And I will include in the podcast notes also a um, a picture of the cover, which is so exquisitely beautiful. I'm so happy that you guys have this. You are touching the world in a lot of ways with your businesses that you do. And, and John, I didn't even mention this. So John, also at the beginning of his um, professional career, was I feel like you have always been a master of wonder because you knew what toys you john brought pogs to the masses right like you knew that kids would love that like you know what i'm saying to know what kids and and try and um trikes and what else wait the other thing that you did what was the other razor razor oh yeah i was involved in razor a little bit the razor scooter phenomenon <laughs> phenomenon da, 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 da. Anyway, um, <laughs> and the pog phenomenon that was a phenomenon the funnest, the funnest of which was really working with my cousin and a couple of other animators that were animating for ren and stimpy and coming up with these wonderful wacky characters to put on our little discs of cardboard yes uh, that was so much fun and i was in business with my brother and then the whole thing came to a screeching halt in the u.s and we got introduced in france and so suddenly we're flying to france and switzerland doing all of our business over there and what a blast that was oh my gosh so it was it was a really really fun fun ride yeah um yeah we had a lot of a lot of we had a lot of fun doing that that was that was a joy and i here's this is this happened yeah i mean i was uh, i was banging nails helping a buddy build a house in hawaii and then noticed that i mean all these it was a hawaiian phenomenon if anybody knows and then I had to come, my dad died suddenly. I had to come back for his funeral. I didn't have to, I came back for his funeral. And it turns out one person was already marketing them in Newport Beach. 
And I looked at my family, I said, whoa, this is going to go ballistic. You don't understand. Like it's everywhere in Hawaii. And they were all like, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I wouldn't shut up about it. You know, really? Okay, yeah, whatever. And then two weeks later, my sister called me and she said, John, the kids are lining up down the block outside the one store that's selling these. And I said, I know, I'm already putting it together a line of designs. I'm, I'm all over this. She said, oh, it's, it's going to be incredible. So, <laughs> so anyway, so she cool. got in business with her. Yeah. And then I got, and then my brother, I, I, I got my brother involved and my other sister, she got involved, you know, Perry and Amy and Jennifer, we were all on board. It was really, really fun. Yeah. But before that, I just, I knew I was entrepreneurial, but I didn't have any great plans. So it was really, a beautiful lucky break and if you know or or it was just wonder coming to the rescue yeah just trusting like that that maybe if you know you could have gone into you know finance or had a you know a blue collar job or something that you maybe like we would we talk about like finding yourself in a place that really doesn't feel like you but it's, it requires mm -hmm. a certain trust and then listening paying attention and some people have it in spades like this guy <laughs> like yes right yes and some Absolutely. of us control and but John is receptor to like he's so <laughs> open you know this Bridget you've known yes him. I have like yes. he's he's like, beautiful he just he just things ideas want to like birds like they want to just land on this guy yes yes please take me to the yeah to the masses I'm a little baby inspiration bit of inspiration that's, yes, your portrait would have a little bluebird over to the right of your shoulder. <laughs> I was just looking to see if we have your book in here, but I think it's on my nightstand. Oh, your nightstand. That's so sweet. Well, you're one of our angels. Thank you second. again. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. For They had this beautiful event at their store, um, Shopkeepers in Santa Barbara, for the event. And Jen Pasteloff and, and, and I uh, were interviewed by Patty. And Patty, you were so good. Um, that was magical. Thank you for that. Forever, forever. Thank you for that. But thank you guys so much for sharing your hearts today and for sharing your wonder inspiration and you are both wonderful and i am so happy that you're in my life and i'm so happy that we had this conversation so that we can inspire the masses to read order your book and read it as soon as it comes thank you <laughs> thank you a wonderful friend <laughs> we love you so much thank you so much Bridget. i love thank you, you. Thank you, Patty and John, for leading us to the way of wonder. If you loved this idea, I hope you did. Please go wherever you order your books, whether it's an independent bookseller or wherever you find your books, please go check out and order now the way of wonder. You will love it. And check your podcast notes for all the uh, other ways that you can find Patty and John. And if you liked this podcast, please go rate and review it, subscribe to it, tell every single soul that you know about it, and come again. Thanks for coming, superhero.